Here you go, boys. Say, you both look like you got a furfy or two to tell. Good day, everybody, and welcome to Cracking Furfies, the show where we crack furfies over some cold ones. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and joining me along the bar are my good mates, Ash and Dan. Boys, how are we going? I am super. I am swell. How are you? Oh, fantastic, boys. Like, uh, super and swell, that, that's both some positive words out there. I don't want to get to the bar and just be, be uh, bamboozled by depressing depressing words, so I'm glad this to hear it. This bar is a happy place. We've got, we've got to be in a good mood here. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, we're only cracking the best furfies here, so I've got a can of furfy here. I've got the ale this week. Ash, what do you have this week? We've done the switcheroo because mm. the last two weeks I've been on the ale and you've been on the crisp lager, and this week I've decided to go for the crisp lager and you've got an ale. Mm. Delicious. And what about you, Dan? This week I have a mismatch brewing Adelaide Crow's Mid Ale. Adelaide Crow's Only Mid one Ale. standard drink. Mm. Is yes. that for like yes. <laughs> to just, uh, is that like signifying their position on the ladder every year, mid? Yep, uh, I think I think mid <laughs> is a bit high for us at the moment, but, but it's a the limited edition thing. Being the the Mad Crows fan, though, and I had to run out and go grab. And now you're gonna drink it. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've I've got a got a got a slab down here. Sent some no, home to right, my dad, man. and it's actually quite refreshing. Only one standard drink, so but yeah, the I, I had one just before the show actually. The crisp lager is a 1.3. I think it's slightly more than the ale. And mm. I've never had it before, so let's give this a go. Yeah, let's give it a go. Of truth. Oh, yeah. See, I got the can this week, so I can actually make that cracking sound. Yeah, um, I had to, like, hold the bottle oh, as shit. close as I could. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> as, as close as I could to the mic to try to get any sound out of it, and I'm still not sure if you heard it. <laughs> Oh, that is an atrocious pour. Oh, you're pouring yours. Oh, Mr. Fancy Pants over here. <laughs> Bloody hell. Uh, I'm not very... going to show that to the camera because that is atrocious. I can I'm see sorry, it. You, I can only see the very top of the glass and it's just all white. <laughs> Mine's just almost like frothing over. Oh, look at that. He's got a real glass. Not just a fine or anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, Are you sure you're not drinking a Sage one? Like, got what's a stem going on, on that one? What do you call those types of glasses, the ones with the stem? I think it's... I think it's a beer tulip. Okay. I mean, I got a pack of like well, four, like a pint I, glass. I laughed at that a tulip as soon and... as you said it, like I scoffed. But now that I picture a tulip, it kind of looks like a tulip. So, <laughs> I mean, by association, it can't be that incorrect. We might have to rename the show Beer Crack and Tulips crack or something. Cracking <laughs> <laughs> beers and pouring tulips. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, got a got a pint glass and this and like a pack of four from Kmart from $20. So mm. I like to think it's not too fancy, but you know, stealing one from the pub would be cheaper. No, yeah. no, don't be one of those people. As someone who works there, it just shits me off so much when people come and like steal a glass. It's like, we invite you into our, you know, place. And what do you do? You just spit spit in our face and take it, steal from us. You wouldn't go to a mate's place and steal his glass. Well, actually, we probably would actually. <laughs> Probably you, got you wouldn't shit download mates. a glass. No, you wouldn't download a glass, <laughs> but you would steal one. 
Uh, so, guys, how's uh, how's this week going? I know that uh, South Australia's gone into lockdown. We're joining Victoria, so we're all Brothers in the, in the, rest of the country. Yeah, similar this is the situations. First time South Australia, Victoria's been on the same page mm. since COVID began. I reckon. Yeah. So, uh, has much changed for you guys, or yeah, still going to work wearing masks and stuff, or what? What have you guys been up to? Oh, it's not too different. I mean, I was already off work anyway. Mm. Uh, my work is still open, though, which I find pointless. Yeah, right. But, uh, I work in a burger shop at the moment. Apparently, that's fair. essential. Yeah, to be fair, <laughs> I think pretty much everywhere. If it's a one that Uber Eats will pick up from, I think they all count as essential so that people can order Uber Eats, basically. Yeah, right. Mm. Yeah, but when when... Because in just in some of my work group chats, when the news came out that we were going to have to stay open through what is meant to be a hard lockdown when we closed during the hard three-day lockdown from the pizza bar last time, every, there was a lot of unhappiness, but mm. I'm not working. doesn't affect me. Unless you don't but, work at that pizza shop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, apparently that dude got done. There was something good funny going on with his visa and he was like li- he had to lie otherwise he would have been deported for working yeah the visa i always thought it was like for the tax purposes because he wasn't getting taxed because it was his second I job think or whatever. It, i think i think it was i think it was both <laughs> i think it was like that i think it was for the business owner it was tax purposes he was paying mm. this guy cash and didn't have to yeah, pay tax on the employee yeah. And then for the guy himself was getting more money without saying that he was working, so that yeah. he yeah wasn't working too much. Yeah, okay. And that's really that's such an unfortunate situation for him <laughs> to to oh, be yeah. put in that uh, circumstance. That suck. Yeah, but mm-hmm. Ash, you're still going to work. Yeah, yeah, I got mm. the old essential piece of paper where I'm fixing public transport buses, and apparently they need those. I don't buy it, but it keeps me in a job, so. Yeah, luckily I'm still working, still got the exact same hours. In fact, like, when COVID began last year, what fucking year is it? Yeah, last year. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit like that, yeah. Oh, man, I got no clue. Um, Yeah, it began last year, it did. When it began, that was like the first few months of everything starting to shut down was like our busiest period because we got to a lot of buses that were normally always on the road and we couldn't get to them. So they started pulling them off and reducing services, and we got so much busier. Ugh. It was cooked. Man. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Be flat out, I would assume. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm still... We're... Sorry. What are you going to say sorry? I don't want to cut you oh, off. I was just going to say that we're, we're, like, always busy as it is. I was yeah. just going to add that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah. I was just going to go on and say that... Uh, out the farm, it's only three of us out there, so it hasn't changed too much out there. It's just when you get back into town and you want to do some shopping or something, putting on the mask and making sure you're staying away from each other. It's all good. It's oh, all good. On the topic of masks, um, there was a news story that came out from the Adelaide Hills this morning about someone being arrested for not wearing theirs. All right. Was that a fair thing or was that were, real? That's, that's a <laughs> just an early, early that comes round. up in your news stories. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, she was kick, kicking up a stink about being asked to put on a simple piece of fabric for forty-five minutes. Refused 40, three, four times. Police got involved. She was get, 
giving a bit of stink to the police and then we're just like, you know what, screw it, let's just arrest her. Yeah, that happened over here as well towards the start of it. Some lady at Bunnings tried to go into oh. Bunnings without wearing one. Yeah. And oh, she yeah. like filmed it too because she thought that she was like in the right and they were doing it wrong and everything. She ended up getting arrested because she was an idiot. Yeah, It's just so annoying how it became like a, a political topic, like wearing a mask, not wearing a mask, free rights, all the stuff. And it's just like come over from America and... I don't know, just like, just it's wear your mask so you don't contract it, you don't spread it. It's just it's simple it's stuff. Also, it's a piece of fabric. Oh. It's mm. not that uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, they're not great. Let's, let's be honest. I'm not thrilled when I have to put mine on. Makes means I have to smell my own breath, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and Drew, as we all know, doesn't <laughs> brush his teeth. No. So it's awful for him. That's right. I, I just like eat your like rotten flesh and I put on my mask and oh no I can smell my last meal oh were you one of those German cannibals I was talking about last week yes yes salmonella no well I'm actually friends with the German cannibals and uh, um, but I'm not German I don't have the accent I'm a, yeah I don't know <laughs> that's what qualifies you yeah that's right <laughs> did you did you get salmonella as well no I didn't get uh, salmonella not yet not yet. I'm one of the lucky ones. Adelaide, Adelaide's actually in lockdown for a salmonella outbreak. So <laughs> <laughs> you can't contract salmonella from other people unless you're eating the people. But <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Was that what we were talking about last week? Where it's like, can you get, can you get it from humans? If you eat them raw? Uh, I don't know. I don't <laughs> think we don't actually looked into so. that. I, I mean, I no, I'd assume so. Because I um, I titled the last episode the Salmonella Som- Special. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title of the last episode. So, do we uh, want a special part two? I <laughs> Salmonella Strikes Back. <laughs> Revenge of Re- the Salmonella. <laughs> It's a whole Star the Wars. Uh, salmonella. <laughs> <laughs> this could be the prequels, the Salmonella prequels. <laughs> Mm. Right, so last week's the Phantom Salmonella. This is Attack of the Salmonella. <laughs> oh, no, not the attack. Then we have to do an animated <laughs> series in between this one and the next one called The, the Salmonella, the salmonella Wars. Wars. <laughs> <laughs> good news is the Bad Batch doesn't even need to get a name change, name change to fit into this at the moment. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, if it's really bad, somebody will buy us out and just say it's no longer canon. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, Disney We're getting into some in. very, very niche Star Wars jokes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Disney buy us out. I don't, I don't think we have quite <laughs> the, uh, the the brand recognition that um those shows might have. I don't know. They've. I was called uh, my my generation's George Lucas. <laughs> that is true. We did call um, you that at school, Ash. <laughs> you did have that my, vision. Uh, the, uh, about about Salmonella. <laughs> he really did. And George Lucas was spotted in an Adelaide food court eating noodles. I remember that. Oh, I was up, and he contracted I was up there Salmonella. The <laughs> um, so no, I, the story behind that. that is my friend was actually texting me at the time being like, hey, I think George Lucas is in this food court. I'm like, no way. I can smell him. In Adelaide. Send me a photo. <laughs> That's the photo that went viral. Oh, that was oh, the really? photo. That was the Five photo. Five seconds of fame. So it's your friend who's just like, I'm not going to let this poor bastard have his own time. No. Nope. Just, I'm going to fucking just take a photo of him his mining his own just business. Sitting in the David Jones food court, <laughs> mining him, 
having a nice little pad tie just like all over the internet now. So how did that picture go from your friend sending it to you to then going viral? She, did he she posted, she posted it, it on Twitter? Yeah. And then it was just, yeah, shared from there. Okay. Yeah. Posted on Twitter with some sort of witty caption that I don't remember now and can't be bothered looking for, but... I always forget that that's like an avenue for things to go viral. Like halfway through, I was saying, I was like, she probably just shared it somewhere. I'm not on any social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do you guys feel about like approaching a celebrity? I've, I've never really been in the position to approach someone like super famous necessarily, but someone who like you recognize and you want to talk to, how would you go about doing it? Or do you just feel like saying, you know, leave uh, them alone. They don't want to talk to me. I have a very short story it you might think it's funny or you might just think it's really fucking stupid oh I'll let you know. i met dean cox ex west coast ruckman probably widely regarded as the greatest ruckman of all time actually in the afl yeah i met him at a subway in leaderville in perth meat is a strong word actually i went up to him <laughs> and talk, I, so quick backstory is the night before i can't remember who i was with there was like four of my friends we just got like really drunk and the next day, we were all still kind of drunk. We're like, hey, let's go into the city for absolutely no reason. So we went into the city. So I think at this point, I might have still been kind of drunk. And I was going to just go up to him and say, like, hey, or whatever. And I was like, why am I doing this? I don't like West Coast. And I don't, like, I don't really <laughs> care for Dean Cox. So halfway through, I was like, you know what? I've got a massive wooden spoon in my pocket for no reason. (laughs) I just went up to him and I went, hey, Coxie, do you want a spoon? (laughs) He just looked at me, complete dead eyes and went, nah, mate, and just walked away. (laughs) I really hope that was after the year West Coast won the spoon as well. It was. It was the following year. (laughs) So it was like during the home and away season the following year. And I thought about that afterwards. I was like, oh, he probably actually thought that was a jab at the Eagles. But no, it was just me being a complete fuckhead. I just happened to have a massive wooden spoon in my pocket for no reason. I I genuinely don't remember why I had that spoon. That's a great question why you had that spoon in the first place. But <laughs> just, I think it would need a five part investigative series into why you had the spoon. <laughs> I feel like it just materialized in his pocket because that was his destiny to just <laughs> really shit up his day and <laughs> just make him feel bad about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's a way to approach someone with a bit of clout, I guess. Just, you know, just say, hey, you're shit, pretty much. What <laughs> wasn't my intention. I wanted him to walk away going, that guy was fucking weird. You're giving him probably a, walked away. You're, you're giving a probably footballer a wooden spoon. <laughs> what do you think? He probably walked do? away going, that guy was just a prick. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh. See, like, I wouldn't really want to approach someone, like, relatively famous just because I feel like if I was on the other end of it, it would just be annoying having it happen to me all the time. Yeah. Just yeah. like, that's still like, People need like privacy and all that. It's just, I have I, a mate who works with. Every time he sees a crows player out a night in a nightclub, he's like, "Oh, this guy's here." I'm like, "Cool." Like, he's just trying to have a good time. Leave him, leave him be. Yeah, I think there's like certain settings and stuff where it might be okay to approach somebody. A nightclub's not one of them. I would no. never go up to, like, if I recognized a football player or whatever at a nightclub, I wouldn't go up to them. Like, I was at. 
It's actually happened here a few times since I've lived in Melbourne. I've seen footy players out just because there's so many of them. I was yeah. at a bar in Richmond and I saw we were there and I think there was like six Carlton players walked in. I recognized them straight away. I was like, oh, I said to my mate, it's like, those guys play for Carlton. He looked at it, it's like, oh, that's, yeah, they do too. And then like within the next 20 minutes, half an hour, pretty much every other person that was at the bar that wasn't in our group went up to them and started talking to them. I'm like, they're just trying to have a beer. Mm-hmm. Leave them alone. Leave, leave them be. Yeah. I sort of um, notice it when I'm like at PAX or something like that and you see people who are like content creators or YouTubers or whatever who are like, I watch. I'm like, hey, it's that person. And I'd like to go, hey, I'm Drew and whatever, but I'm like, oh, they're busy. They don't want to fucking talk to me. And see, I would I've say got no that questions to ask either. Really, something like PAX is one of the settings where it would be okay because yeah, they, yeah. they'd have to they expect it there. That's it. what you're there for, really. If you've got a name and you go to PAX, you expect to be recognised by some people. Yeah, not, even if yeah. you're not going to ask any questions, just like, hey, love your content, something like that. You're like, shut the fuck. But up. if you just like, <laughs> they just <laughs> king like, hit you. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you just like run into like. Like a famous footy player or something down at the shops, just like they're not they're not gonna be ready for it. They're not gonna be expecting it. They could just be like rocking up in their like tracky ducks and just trying to get in and get out and then they've got everyone trying to mod them for just while well, they get trying to get milk, eggs and bread. Mm. Telling pictures Couldn't, of them just, in their ratty clothes to the daily mail. <laughs> yeah, that'll bugger them up. <laughs> I'll never live it down. No, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I always sort of think about that. I, I'm I'm lucky. I'll never be in that position where I'll be that famous. <laughs> <laughs> he he nah. says that before the furfy rap takes us on. And yeah, well, that's, <laughs> great. that's great. Give it give it three weeks. We'll be taken mm. off. <laughs> well, this is the third episode, so we need episode six. You reckon that's going to be the one? Yeah, episode six. <laughs> we will be biggest podcast in Australia. Oh Jesus! Could you like? That would actually be a pretty bad thing. Everyone's like, every, like if we actually just gain an audience like that, right? Yeah, it almost wouldn't make sense. <laughs> and then we're all just like, oh, shit, we've actually, people are listening. I, I'm just assuming not one person is listening apart from you two, so. <laughs> I, I don't listen to it. Once it's recorded, I don't listen to it. No, I don't want to listen back to my own voice. <laughs> no, I mean, listen to it as in. You're hearing oh, it right this. now. You're like, here. Yeah, I okay. hope you're hearing it. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just saying stuff and it just happens to be making sense <laughs> as, as the night's going on. No, I got my mum to listen to us. I don't know how many of them she actually listened to. You got your mum to. All right. Yeah, she actually said she really enjoyed it. I don't know if she was just being polite. She was probably just being polite. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's your mum. Well, that that's one step uh, ahead of my mum. I haven't got my mum to listen to. I don't really want my mum to listen to it either, you know? Especially not the Lana Rhodes episode. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm like, oh, yes, I know who that porn star is. Whoops. Oh. Just needed oh. that context and, oh, there she is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? All right, boys, let's try and crack some furfies. I'm bloody thirsty over here, and I've already cracked my furfy, but I need to crack a few more. So let's get into it, boys. Oh, yeah. So you guys have two rounds um, each. I uh, I was a, I was a bit of a fuckwit today, guys. Um, gonna be honest to the audience. <laughs> Got to our recording time and oh, it's time to record. Didn't uh, didn't organise anything, but as the host, um, I got no excuses. No excuses. But um, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to being a bit of the audience here. Try and guess what you guys have right, wrangled we, up we for us. Give you Drewby. Thanks, Dan. 
At least someone has. Bloody Ash is giving oh, me a hard time. I over don't. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's giving me a hard bloody time. I'm just just a human being, Ash. You got to remember that sometimes. I, I know you see me as this godlike figure, but uh, <laughs> 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 all right. Obviously talking shit. All right, who wants to go no, first? I worship you. I oh, praise yeah, you. Yeah. Each, each night. You, you can't bed. see it, but there's actually a shrine to Drew just behind that door behind you. Yeah, yeah there is. The whole room that just dedicated goes to, the to it. Hallway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your entire hallway is dedicated. No, my entire hallway is dedicated. To Mine you. No, is. It is your hallway because it's yours. <laughs> <Yeah>. I've <laughs> donated it to you because you are my god. I've got to pay rent for the hallway though, so <laughs> <laughs> it works out for you too. Uh, uh, who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Why not? Alrighty. Article number one. Couple's fridge they bought for £49 is believed to be the oldest in Britain. Okay. <laughs> An antique. Pardon me. Article number two. Man who lived as a goat says it was a special kind of time. I bet. I bet that was a good time. <laughs> I believe that one. (laughs) (laughs) And article number three, learner pilot crash lands helicopter into 13-year-old's backyard bar mitzvah. Miraculously, no one got injured. Right. Right. All right, Dan, what are we thinking here, mate? Hmm. I'm currently leaning towards number two. Is, that, is he living you, as the goat or is he you, living as the goat herder? You, you don't believe goat man? <laughs> Look, I, I don't know. The article just says man who lived as a goat says it was a special kind of time. Dan, he's got to be telling <laughs> the truth, man. Like a goat would be fucking unreal to be. Like you're jumping that, around, that you can climb rocks. special time. You can eat whatever eat you want. Shitloads of grass. You can eat whatever you want. Basically stand on a vertical surface. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a mountain crying, goat. Crying. And mountain goats are actually not goats. <laughs> what are they? Okay, okay. What? Hang on. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be... Is it they're not. It's like there's a few things that are names like that that aren't actually that because like an electric eel's not an eel either. Right. Oh, okay. Right. No. Biology's right. giving, throwing out some false advertising here. Mm. What is a mountain goat? A mountain goat is not a goat. Well, what? The English language just doesn't make a lot of sense most of the time. Let's be honest here. Why would you call a mountain goat? Is it a mountain sheep? A it mountain is... llama? We've got to know this. A mountain sense. goat is not a member of Capra, the genus that includes all other goats. So it's not in the same genus as a goat. It's a completely different species. Mm. What genus is it in, though? Do you have that information uh, on the World, world Wide Web? Genus, Ash? I don't know how to say it because it is Latin. Oriamnos? Orian, I'll take it. Oriamnos. Close enough. Yeah, it's close enough, man. It's enough to be. <laughs> so yeah, you you can't stand on a vertical surface. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. what we were trying to get at here. <laughs> All right. Well, well, that, that's we really becoming less believable that. as uh, we get more information <laughs> about that one. It can't be that, that good. No. It can't be that special. Yeah, I was thinking if we it really, was, yeah, if it was not an actual really goat. Do, mm. We really do need that tangent alert button. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, all about. But was tangents. it a special kind of time? I mean, it still could have been very special, just minus the vertical standing. All right. And we also minus got, the salt deposits high up in the cliff wall. So got the uh, learner pilot crashes the helicopter into mm. the thirteen-year-old's bar mitzvah. That sounds pretty sad. Uh, no one was hurt though, so that sounds all right. Um, 
And we've got the world, the no, not the world, Britain's oldest fridge for forty nine pounds. Britain's oldest fridge. Uh, I really hope I, Ash. I hope that is the furphy because that. that is a weird <laughs> furphy. Just like yeah, these guys bought a fucking old fridge. I'm like, got him. <laughs> well, I hope that's got the him. one because I I can see like a man says like a goat being a goat's unreal. It's like yeah, now nah, that's that's fair enough. Ash is just. Really stretching his credit juices. It's like a double fake out where I've just done the least interesting thing as the Furphy. Yeah, I don't know. I always think about stuff too much, and it just turns out be be like the most obvious one. And there is a saying that uh, says that's true, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm I, I'm going to go with the. Uh, I'm going to go with the helicopter one. Actually, that's that's the Furphy I've chosen. What about you, Daniel? Daniel. Daniel. You know what, Drew? I think you've persuaded me. I'm going to go with option number one. <laughs> oh, no. The fridge. Well, <laughs> I I can reveal to you both that there was no learner pilot crash landing a helicopter into a backyard bar mitzvah. Mm. So, I would like to read more about this fridge. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually read about this fridge earlier. And they didn't just buy it for £49. They bought it for £49, but like a long, long time ago. And they've had it since it was new. And I, th- I can't remember. Where. I think they bought it in like 1945 or something. And it's still working. That's their main fridge. It's a very old fridge. Bloody oath. Well, yes. Yes, it is. Well, I cracked that um, one. Thank God for that. I can, uh, I can tell you more about that, but I'm sure we all want to hear about Goat Man. Yeah, we do. <laughs> tell yes, me more do. about the buddy Goat. That that is a goat because it's not a mountain goat. Yeah, exactly. Just give me one second to load it up. Thomas Twaits, man who lived as a goat, explains why and says it was a special kind of time. (laughs) Special kind of time. I don't know. This is just what it says. (laughs) And has been describing how he was so stressed with his daily life that he decided to live as a goat. Got to every other. I, mean, I, I think cannot, there are like, measures uh, you could take before I'm going to be a goat. Yeah, maybe crack a furphy. Maybe play the Xbox. <laughs> oh, maybe go. Even... Maybe do a lot of things. But I wasn't the first person to give him that name. Known as Goat Man, Thomas Twaits has written about his unusual lifestyle choices in a book. Of course, he has. How can goat a goat man? write a book? Right. Yeah, goat what? Man, how, how I'd hold the pen. How, well, he could have had a keyboard. It's it would have been. Yeah. <laughs> How I took a holiday from being a human. Ooh. Oh, no. I am paywalled. I can't read the rest of the article. Oh, those. <laughs> Independent want me to pay for Do it. They, are they but, really going to paywall that article? Really? <laughs> Apparently. Jesus Christ. I could probably find it from a different source. But yeah, there was a guy who decided to live as a goat because he was too stressed. And oh. now I have something. I, now I have a book I need to read. <laughs> Goatman. He could a be memoir. a budget superhero. The next, the next Avenger. Goatman. Well, there's Ant Man, so this that sounds pretty yeah. plausible to me. Do you think that Goatman would actually sounds like more of a superhero than Ant Man? To be honest, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, a goat is a more impressive animal than a bat, a spider, or an ant. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's not silly at all, really. It's just you get bitten by a radioactive goat and you can just eat anything. 
<laughs> I guess chew through iron. You can walk upside really, down, like really you can summon Satan. Butts. You can sacrifice yourself to summon Satan. It would be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> All right, Dan, <laughs> you want to hit us with your oh. first round? All right. Story number one: Florida man gets home from a doctor's appointment. <laughs> Finds a naked stranger swimming in his pool. Yeah, that's was the, very was the, naked, man. was the naked stranger an alligator? <laughs> Funny you should mention that because story number two. Florida man tries to throw live gator onto building's roof. <laughs> what? <laughs> and story I number said, three. I said that this was going to be so hard to pick. <laughs> And story number three, Florida man spotted at Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl celebrations eating horse poop. What mm. do we think? No, oh, I'm not too, not too impressed with that last one. You don't eat shit, boys. You don't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not a good dietary Look, like, out of all those stories, guy gets home. Hey, look, there's a naked person in my pool. You know, people want to use my pool. I wasn't home. You know, that's pretty yeah, plausible. Like skinny, that's very plausible. Skinny dipping's a thing. Skinny dipping's a thing, too. Mm. But like the actual idea of like preferably in your own ball. Yeah. <laughs> What's special about a horse poo that would make you want to eat it? Is it sweeter? This guy than... just really likes horse shit. Yeah, I guess. Like, I guess. Ho- I mean, I think that yeah. that is actually not. I wouldn't say it's a common thing, but I've heard of that. People that <laughs> like not just actual like horse shit, but like fertilizer and stuff they'll eat, which is obviously like mostly is just horse shit. <laughs> mm. I guess like a, a horse, Delicious. if it's a race horse, it will get fed on like some really nice loosen, loosen some gr- nice grasses. So, you know, it might come out nice and sweet in the end product. And <laughs> I <laughs> doubt that. <laughs> um, nutty. I See, doubt they I eat nuts. I said before we started <laughs> recording this and I knew it was going to be Florida man based, that it was going to be the least crazy one that would be the lie because Florida men are just insane. So I'm gonna go with the naked stranger in the pool is the furphy. Yeah, that's a good that's a good call. What's the uh, what was the second one? Sorry, Dan. Uh, it was Florida man tries to throw a live alligator onto a building's roof. Hmm. I wonder what the purpose of an, the alligator on the roof will have. Will it just slide off and like hurt itself? Is that what he's trying to that's do? Is he a bad man to the alligator, or is he actually trying to like? Sneak it into a, a guy's gutter, then it'll go into his rainwater tank. I think it's got like <laughs> some sort of sneaky revenge plan or something. Yeah, so he's like, fuck it. He's just like, he has this grand vision of like, this guy will just go to pour himself a glass of water, an alligator will burst out of his faucet <laughs> and bite his hand off. That's the plan. I can imagine, I can imagine just like, oh, my rainwater tastes a bit shit. You go and check your tank. There's just this fucking alligator in there. You're like, what you the just, hell? He just like lifts up the tap and like two drops of water come out. Then everything, like the, the tap just starts shaking. <laughs> the alligator bursts out. Uh, uh, I hope, I genuinely hope that that's what was happening. <laughs> For the sake of being different, Dan, I'm going to go number two as number two, chucking the, the alligator on the roof. All right, so the furphy was story number three. Oh, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Which actually, while it was a thing that actually happened, did not happen at 
at Tampa Bay Super Bowl celebrations. It happened at the Cleveland Cavaliers Championship celebrations. Oh, we should have picked up on that, Ash. filmed eating horse poop. Oh, you've just done a year 12 exam question on us. You've just gone <laughs> yeah. with, like, which one is the least true? <laughs> Fucking Mr. Treadray over here, tell you what. <laughs> Getting the exams all mixed up for us, buddy. You know I was no good at tests, Dan. You knew that, mate. And you bring <laughs> yeah. it to our show? Fuck. Oh, well. Yes. So the, the alligator story, he wrestled the alligator first and then he threw it onto a bar's roof because he was trying to teach it a lesson. Yeah, no, fair enough. <laughs> A man who goes by Bubba <laughs> stole the gator from a mini golf course before wrestling. <laughs> it sounds golf. like it's something what? straight out of what? Happy Gilmore. He was trying to teach it a lesson. He took it from its home. Yeah, the mini golf <laughs> the course. The gator was living peacefully. He's like, that gator needs to learn its lesson. Just in the windmill. <laughs> put it in its <laughs> the <place>. mini golf. <laughs> All right. So this story goes... Last time we reported on Florida's literal reptilian predators, they were set to enjoy a cold-blooded hot gator summer for the ages, happily banging their way around the state. I don't know what's happening in Florida. Yeah, what the hell is Now, perhaps because just hearing about the alligator's carefree behaviour is enough to inspire a state of furious moral outrage, one of these poor creatures has been wrestled and then launched onto the roof of a, bo- of a bar by a Florida man in an attempt to teach it a lesson. What are they blah, doing blah, blah. in Florida? A police report says Bubba was seen carrying the alligator after he had engaged in a brief wrestling match that included slamming it on the ground by its tail. That's not fun. And trying to throw it on the on the roof of a business. <laughs> when you... uh, good luck trying to bash one of those things. Like, holy crap. <clears throat> Look, I've never even really touched one, obviously, but I could imagine I'd be pretty sturdy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen some large crocodiles and I imagine that they're pretty similar and I wouldn't want to come within 20 metres of a crocodile without being in a zoo where there's massive walls. Mm. No, I'm the same. Anyway, shall we move anyway. on to the second round? When I reopen my notes app. All righty. Pardon me. All right. Article number one. Hidden 96-year-old Salvador Dali painting discovered framed behind famous persistence of memory on thin canvas. Article number two. Monkey who took grinning selfie cannot own copyright judge rules. (laughs) (laughs) And article number three. (laughs) <laughs> Reporter shouts, I'll fucking bang you out after man interrupts broadcast. <laughs> Let's jump in at you out, out at you there, Drooby. Oh, I love number two. I'm gonna do I'm gonna just go number two. Mark it down, Eddie. Oh, you, you think that the monkey <laughs> who took grinning selfie cannot own copyright? Judge rules is the furphy. I want it to be real. Mm. But no, no, actually I don't because I want that monkey to have his own copyright. That's bullshit. I, I, I want to hear more about that. So I hope that's a real story. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's the Furphy anyway. That's the, the one that made me laugh the most at least. And then we've got a hidden Salvador Dali painting and then an angry TV reporter. <laughs> I mean, those TV reporters, they get pretty angry. 
They're angry, angry people. I wouldn't trust one. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Mm. I'm leaning towards Salvador Dali. You don't think there was a Purely hidden Salvador Dali painting? Purely out of hope of wanting to hear more about the monkey monkey selfie and <laughs> the angry reporter man, which would probably be somewhere on YouTube. <laughs> right. Well, are you going with Salvador Dali? I'm going with Salvador Dali. And you would be correct. Salvador Dali, there was no hidden painting. All right, let's hear about this fucking monkey, Yash. I actually know the backstory on this monkey one already, which is why I chose it. This happened many, many years ago. There was a wildlife photographer who was in a jungle somewhere taking pictures, and a monkey actually got hold of his camera and took a picture of itself, like took a selfie, and it was like grinning in the selfie. And then he obviously published it, like to whatever nature thing he was using mm. and peter being the no oh. good annoying dickheads that they are were like hey you can't use this the monkey owns the photo yeah. <laughs> and they actually launched a lawsuit against the guy for publishing this picture that's embarrassing i know isn't it just a waste <laughs> of time like a waste of time and resources like people donate money to peter for them to do this shit yeah that's really like, help. that's really go helping. back to yeah. saving the whales and stop stopping global warming <laughs> like what who cares about the monkey in the photo? Could you imagine after the court case, like, like we won, and then the monkey comes out, thank you so much. That was bullshit how I could not use my own photo. I was going to, like, start up my own business. That was going to be my portfolio, but fuck, it that guy turns, just turns out took it. Just took it. Turns out it's that monkey that was stuck in an Ikea a few years back as well with that stylish jacket. Yeah. In, like, Canada. So um, this also happened many, many years ago, and I remember hearing about it when it first happened, and I'm very much paraphrasing, and my information might be slightly wrong since it happened so long ago, but it was something along those lines. That's sad. So it's, if you want to know about it, you can look it up. It's what a fair for you, Ash. We're just at the bar, mate, having a discussion. It's all right. All good. Okay. And Secondhand information. The third one, I'll get this one up because this one was my personal favourite. Uh, give me one second. Just just a second, Ash. Just a second. Okie A reporter for ITV has become the news himself after losing his temper and shouting, I'll fucking bang you out, as a man he claims interrupted his piece to camera. <laughs> Cameron Watkinson asked the man if he had a job himself and then suggested it was likely to be at either McDonald's or Foot Locker, if so. Jesus. <laughs> a 53 second clip of the altercation was posted on to Twitter on Friday showing Watkinson swear at the other man who he accused of walking into his shot. Oh, so the guy didn't even actually do anything. He just walked into the shot. <laughs> ITV has now apologized for any offense, said they had spoken to the reporter and the matter was being dealt with internally. It happened on Broad Street in Birmingham City Centre where Watkinson told the man, don't fucking do it and I won't come into your workplace and fucking start with you idiots. <laughs> Jeez, you got pretty mad. What, what should I yeah, search on YouTube to bring it up? Uh, I would angry, say... Angry reporter? Yeah, angry British reporter. Oh, ITV reporter. Angry ITV reporter. Okay. I mean, I've got. if you wanted to play the clip, I've got it here. Okay, I'm just going to search it up so I can play, play the sound. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll let you do that because you can play it through the car stack, can't you? Yeah. Anthony Weiner? Mox? 
There's no. like a, there's like a million name- of them. You're gonna have to link it to me. I think. Yeah. Okay. Hang on. There's like a there's like a million of them. But yeah, just. Those br- angry British reporters. There's like a million of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the guy's name was Callum Watkinson, but I'll send you the article because the 53 second clip is on the article. I hope it's not censored on there, but I have just sent it to you. Yeah. All right. Because. Oh yeah, I see this now. This might be it here actually. It's a YouTube short. I'll play that. See if it. No, this is just a new story. Um, yeah, don't know if I'll be able to play it or not. <laughs> After all this. Ah, well, you win some, you lose some. Yeah, so he's he's like he's outside and someone's you know how people go up to the cameraman and like try and do stuff behind the reporter and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that, that that's what's happening. Someone's um he's do, he's trying to do his news piece and someone's like, oh, doing it. He's like, yeah. Would you like, would you like me coming into your work and doing that? So there you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Would you, you guys well, able to hear like that? Love- uh, it cut in and out. I think it's no. just doing the same thing that the intro music does. Yeah. But um, yeah. I just I just love the phrase, I'll fucking bang you out, because I've never heard that one before. Yeah, that, that does not sound like a threat to fight. <laughs> no, like no, it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, the British have a lot of funny sayings, which always make me laugh, because my mum's from the UK, and every now and again I'm like, what did you say? What does that mean? Especially as a kid, I was like asking all the time what she's actually saying. It's got that many different sayings. So I don't know if I'll bang you out is necessarily one of those sayings. I think. <laughs> she never shouted that at you when you were misbehaving. I'll bang you out. No, no. I'll fucking bang you out, mate. <laughs> I'm sorry. If I'm the, in the fucking very unlikely scenario that one of our four listeners is British and I've just done a very poor British accent, I do apologize. <laughs> now it's down to our, one of our three listeners now. So. <laughs> Instantly unfollowed. Instantly. All right, Dan, you got some furfies for us, mate? I do. All right. Story number one. Farmer walks outside to find army of emus have invaded his property. Yep. A mysterious tree animal turns out to be a croissant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. And man says he's found 160 bowling balls underneath his Michigan home. Okay, so a successive. for for one reason or another, I know that two of these are true because I just have seen them in other sources or heard them in other sources. Mm. So I know which one it is. So I'm just going to let Drew oh. do this round. Well, all right. I've got no idea. I haven't been doing my research like Ash has apparently. But <laughs> I think I think one of them I actually heard on another podcast though. So just by chance that that story happened into another podcast. Mm. The other one I think I might have actually seen when I was doing research for this segment. 
but I didn't use it. Maybe. Or I heard that one in another there, podcast as well. There was one that was a recent-ish story, which I wouldn't have put past popping up in a Google search. But Yeah, I feel like the bowling balls, that's probably written about you, Ash, even though you're not in Michigan. <laughs> you're like, oh, look at these bowling balls under my house. Look at this. How convenient. I better go bowling now. I've got a lot to choose from. Which one do I shine up? So much, so much to choose from. Knocked down a lot of pins with this one in my day. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no, she's a good bo- That's a lot of bowling balls, though. Why would there be that's that many? a lot of bowling balls. You're going to have to remind me of the other two, Ash. Oh, not, uh, Dan, I've already forgotten. All right. Story number one. Farmer walks outside to find oh, the an army of emus. Yes, have, yes. have invaded his property. Invaded. That's, that's strong. A mysterious strong tree animal. A mysterious tree animal turns out to be a croissant. And then a lot of bowling balls. But I hope that croissant one's just real. Love, I really like want the, to hear about that one. I just love <laughs> the um the idea of like this guy walks out and the emus have like laid claim to his territory. Like they've planted a flag, they're setting up a barracks and everything. It's just his property belongs to them now. <laughs> it belongs to the emus. <laughs> I'm gonna say number three is the furphy because I just hope the croissant one is a story you can tell us more about. Um, but I probably would choose number two, but it's almost too ridiculous, and it's one of those things where I think, am I thinking about it too much, or are you trying to do the the really weird thing and throw me off? I don't know, but I'm going to go to number three anyway. There's no consequences to getting the furphy wrong here. It's just we won't be able to crack as many. And Oh, we forgot to mention that this this week, if you get it wrong, you will be publicly executed. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> all right, well. <laughs> and then we'll eat your body in the hope of contain- contaminating ourselves with salmonella. Yeah, right, well. <laughs> I'm ha- I'm happy regardless. So let's let's let's, let's, let's move on. Right. I have some good news for you, Drew. Oh, the croissant story is real. Oh, thank God for that. And also real is 160 bowling balls. The the emus are the furphy. See that emus one. I was like that when you first said it before I heard the other two because I knew the other two were true. I was like, was this story in like the thirties during the Great Emu War in WA? Like <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Great Battle of of the farm in the Emu War. When you say invaded, I just assumed they were there and they're like pecking <laughs> at the ground. Not like they've they've <laughs> no they've laid claim to his property. It is now their sovereign state. <laughs> yeah, they, they go outside. There's like the. F- Emu flag, just <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> up the flag mask, and his that's wife and kids are tied up, and but, like <laughs> there's, there's yeah. a new nation state in Western Australia, Emu Australia. All right, there you go. Learn something new every day here. Yes. So, tell us the about this mysterious tree animal. Let's find out more. Just a quickly. Polish Animal oh, Welfare Society has received a call about a mysterious animal stuck in a tree that was, in fact, a croissant. A concerned woman called the Krakow Society for the Protection of Animals, KSPA, about a creature that had been stuck in a tree opposite her block for two days. Come and get him, she reportedly cried over the phone. They suspected it was an iguana. (laughs) The inspectors arrived in the street and inspected the tree from a distance. It's difficult to help something when the sight of it almost knocks us knocks us off our feet. An attack of laughter, KSPA said. The iguana turned out to be a croissant. A croissant made of puff pastry. It probably <laughs> fell out of one of the windows. <laughs> Golly gosh. 
Yeah. I just, um, it was almost moving. He was getting ready to invade. He was beginning to resemble a dragon child. All right, what the fuck is going on there? Invading <laughs> I don't dragon know child? In do they have iguanas over there? Don't think they do. Maybe as pets, I guess. Do they have croissants over there? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> maybe as pets, I guess. <laughs> There you go. That's um, that weird. <laughs> yeah. I actually, yeah, I've, I had already heard that one. Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure that one was on the Matt and Alex podcast. Um, also, just touching on that emu one, have you? do you guys know what the Great Emu War was? Because that was a real thing. No. That is what it was popping into my mind when I wrote that fake headline. <laughs> ah, of course. The Great Emu War was a war, I think it was... Between World War One and World War Two, it wasn't actually a war. It was like a lot of displaced soldiers in Australia who had nothing else to do. And I'm pretty sure it was the WA government um, like commissioned them to go and kill all these emus that were ruining a lot of farmland out in like the middle of WA. So they went out there and they tried to kill all these emus. And Australia lost the Great Emu War. <laughs> the emus won. <laughs> So what defines winning? Just they gave up? Yeah, I think they just gave up. There were, there's just too many of these fucking emus and we don't have enough. The, we don't have enough. The, um, they've overrun us. Yeah. We do not have enough resources to kill all of these emus. So they just let them do what they were doing. Yeah, well, I, it's, just, it's similar now with the kangaroos. Like we live near like a, a pine pine forest. So, um, But, I mean, our government hasn't yet yet declared war on the kangaroos not yet not yet it'll, it'll take a <laughs> take a bad move from them well like, that's it get those kangaroos out of here but like if you go in there they're just like there's so many of them and they're thick i know yeah i've you'll never get rid I of them i have all. nearly hit kangaroos so so many times and yep. it's only ever been when i've been in the southeast mm-hmm. of south australia yeah there's heaps of them so or the 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 southwest of Victoria, I guess. <laughs> Going between the two. Yep. But they're no, nowhere else in the country, are they? I mean, I've seen them in other places in the country, but I've never come close to hitting one. But back there, they're just... Yeah. No, it's, like they want, it's like they want to die. <laughs> <laughs> they just want it. It's so like they jump from one side of the road and they just like jump, dart back. When like you think you might have missed it and it just comes back and gets your door or something. I am... Um, yeah. I totally like bent my bull bar all the way back into my car, pushed up my bonnet, like pushed it against the door, just like crinkled my four wheel drive, hitting this massive kangaroo on the way to work one day. And I was like, bloody hell. Bloody hell. What happened? Was it a write off? No, no. It's just new panels, new panels. Got put on new bull bar. Like it just like fucked my bull bar. Just bent it right in. And my uncle hit a kangaroo in, um, his car and it was written off because it it like it didn't actually even do that much damage it just like tilted the bull bar back but it bent the chassis and it, so it was an instant write-off mm. yeah no, pan the bum there'd be a lot of panel beaters back home who'd make it make it killing off all of these kangaroos maybe well, that's, that's why they do that's why they there's do. so many of them they're just a panel beater breeding <laughs> them out the <laughs> that's a panel beaters marketing scheme uh i remember reading something once where it said something about like 92% plus of the traffic accidents down in the southeast are kangaroo related. And it doesn't surprise me. I'm surprised the it's other, not very plausible. 
six percent is wombat related, and the other two is drink driving, probably. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's just a guess based on what goes on in the southeast. Yeah, that's a that's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Shouldn't shouldn't drink and drive, everyone. It's uh, very bad. And also, the native wildlife needs to learn to look both ways before they cross the road. <laughs> they do. They, they do. I think they they look both ways and only cross when there is traffic coming. I think that's the problem. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we need to get that the other way around, and then they'll be fine. Mm. We need to put the, this local fauna into traffic school. Yeah, wombats are pretty bad <laughs> as well. Just like wombats uh, are them coming out. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I feel sorry for him, but like one night on the way home from work, a wombat came out, hit it. Four drive a bit higher, so it hit my bash plate underneath. And so I'm like, all right, the car was all right. I got home. It was dark, so I got my phone out, got put the torch on, shine it underneath, see what the damage was to my bash plate. And I put my head on All I can see is just like, it just like scalped the top of this wombat and its skin was just Ooh. hanging under my car. I'm like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> I really hope I killed that thing because... <laughs> I assume I did, but That's that would have been horrific. <laughs> would have been horrific. I feel so sorry for the buddy thing. I know, I always do. I remember mm. I, like I even hit a bird once and I felt really sorry for the bird. But I was <laughs> yeah. like, well, it flew in front of my car. It's not like it's my fault. I always like whenever I have a death wish. I slammed my, I slammed my brakes on the way back because a rabbit ran in front of my car last time. I think a lot of people would just keep driving. <laughs> Yeah, I would. I would side for, of a I rabbit. Because I know someone who, who saw. I don't. It could have been a rabbit, or it might have even been a wombat. But what he did is instead of like you know, breaking, going straight ahead like he meant to, he he just ripped on the handbrake. And, <laughs> oh no! And he <laughs> and he, oh, and he just like he just like rolled his car into a tree. Yeah. But the thing but is with this guy, soccer club. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's that guy. Um, used to play soccer with him, but. He's just, uh, he's one of those guys who will probably like jump into a pool of lava and he'll just like not even get burnt. You know, he just miraculously doesn't get hurt because he's, uh, he's, to be honest, he was, he was a bit of a, he was, he was a dickhead. And of course, people like that just <laughs> won't, um, learn their lesson. Let's put it that way. Yeah. It's always <laughs> the people that are like the least deserving that get away with the most. <laughs> yeah. Because he was the type of guy, he would go out in Mount Gambia, he would go night clubbing. And, you know, as a young bloke, you might go out, you might want to get some chicks, you might want to do this. But he's, he didn't, he wanted to get laid, but not only did he want to get laid, he wanted to get some chick pregnant. He wanted as many kids as he possibly could. What? <laughs> this was like, what? I was like, uh, how, why? I would have been like 19 or 20 or something when I was having this conversation with him. And I was thinking to myself, what the fuck? Because <laughs> he, he, That's he, a recipe to ruin not only your life, but the lives of all of the girls. And I would assume the lives of the children as well, because he would be the worst father in the history of fathers. Yeah, because he, 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 he came from another country. I won't say. Except which, for maybe Joseph one. Fritzl, but continue. <laughs> he came from a different country, had a fiance, <laughs> and he came to Australia. And he's just like, you know what? I just want to... as. Spread my genes, I guess. And what what he was saying is there was there was some girls out there who were actually like, Yes, I want a kid. Just 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 give it to me, you know, type of thing. So whew, bloody hell, there are some there are some people out there. This this guy sounds like <laughs> yeah, what I would say is a bad person. 
Mm, yeah, no, he wasn't a great I, person. I would agree with that. He wasn't great. Because <laughs> he, he was fun, though. He's fun to be around. He'll talk some <laughs> shit and drink, dr- drink a few. Like, oh, God, what have you done this time? He's like that typical guy at the pub, like, fuck, he's an asshole, but bloody hell, he's a good bloke to be around. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a dickhead, but at least he's funny. At least he's funny. No. Well, that's just like, he's, he's funny to talk about now, but at the time, I was like, holy shit, those poor women. Yeah. Do, do you know if he ended up getting any kids? I, yeah, I got no idea. Really he he, he wouldn't know. I, so how would I know? He wouldn't know. I don't know. I he don't know would. if he was still in contact with this guy at all or not. No, no, no. Sounds like an interesting character. Why would you lose contact? Yeah, I might have to. I'm probably friends Reach with him out. on Facebook. <laughs> I think I'm friends with him on Facebook. Hey, want to come back to the soft? Just like, oi, man, how many kids you got? <laughs> He's got like, too many. Too many. They've all found me. They've tracked me down. And, uh, <laughs> the payments are crazy. What have I done? <laughs> imagine the child support. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could imagine it. it. Makes it sound like I've got heaps of kids. <laughs> what <does that laughs> <sound> like that? <laughs> uh, I don't need to imagine it. <laughs> yeah, well, to pay for all these kids, boys, we need a sponsorship for this goddamn podcast. I'll tell you what. That we do. It's episode three. That we do. I'm, I'm heartbroken we haven't got it yet. But we got to check and see if this rep is in again. Hey, uh, barman, mate, uh, is the is the Furfy rep in today? Yes, he is actually. He quite often comes in. Oh, so the Furfy rep's in today, boys. So how are we going to try and get the sponsorship today? So this is going to be uh, an interesting little task for us. Do we want to tell him a joke? Do we want to uh, let him know about our friend who's um, you know like spreading his <laughs> genome around Australia? I southeast? think that's a good way to stop the the rep from ever yeah. coming back. Mm. No, we don't want that. We and that'll get us a cease and desist order on the use of the name. <laughs> yeah. Mm. What, can, what can we try and sell him on today, boys? I could, I could tell a joke, but it's a pretty nerdy joke. All right. Well. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll take the joke, Ash. I, I enjoy, oh, I enjoy a joke. So, uh, excuse me, Mr. Rep. Can we take a moment of your time? All right, boys, impress me. Why should we sponsor you? Being sponsored by Furphy is a very prestigious title. Ash, what is this great joke the Furphy rep must hit? Well, Mr. Furphy rep, I have a great joke for you. And, you know, comedy is one of the great marketing schemes. And I think that we can do wonders for your marketing department if you put your name to our podcast. So... What's the difference between a cat and a comma? I don't know. What is the difference between a cat and a comma? One has claws at the end of its paws and the other is a pause at the end of a clause. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what did the rep think about that one? What did he think? I think he's going to love it, to be honest, boys. That was a great one. Sorry, boys. Oh, we're all sponsored it. up this month. I'll be back next month if you want to give it another go. I mean, Not if we didn't win chuckle. It, yeah, if we didn't win him with with the cat and comma joke, then I'm at a loss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're going to have to work on your material for next time, Ash, or at least go into <laughs> a better joke website or wherever you got that. Where'd you get that joke from? Oh, I can't remember. It's like my favorite joke. It would have been on the internet somewhere, but I don't remember. I used to, on the very, like, way back in the day, oh, back in the when day. I 
actually used Tinder. I reckon I Ooh. used it for a, a total length of about three weeks because I just hated it. Mm. Every time I would get it, I would have it for like five hours and be like, nah, <laughs> I hate this. But I used to use that joke as like a tester because mm. it was like <laughs> if they didn't understand the joke, then they were probably too dumb for me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! All right, <laughs> it was a it was a pretty effective vetting process for the four hours I was on there. <laughs> so they come back and they're like, "Ha ha ha!" and you're like, "Come to my house, baby." <laughs> <laughs> if they're like, was I don't point, get it. It was at that point when they would usually unmatch me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My my experience with uh, Tinder was uh, like matching up with some people. Clicking the message and be like, hey, how you going? But never getting a reply. Very sad. Very sad. I don't, I've talked to very, very few people on Tinder because I very rarely had it for long enough to talk to people. So I don't really have much experience with Tinder at all. Do you have much experience with Tinder, Dan? Are you a, a Tinder fiend in Adelaide there? Ripping up I the had subway? it for a little bit before. Before I met my, met my missus, um, yeah, yeah. I'd use it when I was like going traveling and just like, like, hey, I'm just like in this town, like, where should, where's somewhere good to go? And be like, I'd message back it, on the like one every out of 10 messages, it'd be like, go here and be like, cool, thanks. But, <laughs> so you used it as like getting, a travel guide, just getting advice, <laughs> local advice, just getting local or advice from, using it like, I mean, to be fair, local advice is a lot better than actual travel guides. Yeah. They'll go, they'll tell you to do like really expensive and time consuming stuff. Whereas like people that actually know the area will be like, just do this. It's easy. It's quick and it's free. Oh, yeah. And it's like <laughs> better than anything else you can do. I love that idea of using Tinder for that as well, because like I assume Dan ha- has it set to just like just females because yeah, that's his sexual preference, whatever. But <laughs> I assume I don't know. I'm not. I'm not making assumptions here, Dan. Um, but it's just like I only want local advice just from females, so I know where. <laughs> just, just just from women between the ages of 21 and. <laughs> <laughs> so you you know the Extremely best place. Specific. You know the best place for like to get you know, a nice coffee. You know the best place to get your nails done. You know just whatever. <laughs> I just think my hair did. Get your hair did. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they can take you on a tour of their bedroom at the end. So you get an <laughs> exclusive <laughs> tour. <laughs> no, that's a uh. furphy he never cracked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, boys. I reckon that's the, the show for this week. There was al- always too much head on that paw. <laughs> <laughs> Only on the paw? <laughs> Uh, boys, that was quite poor. <laughs> thank you very much for joining me this week, and I'll uh, I'll see you later. Thanks very much for hosting the bar, Drew. No, no worries. Someone's Thanks, got her already. Barman Drew. Yep, no worries, boys. Cheers. Thank you very much. Well, I'm not even the barman. It's the it's the the bar. We've got Dane the barman here. He's got he's got to pull me another drink. Actually, Dane the barman. I didn't even go, know boys. his name was Dane. Say, so you both look like you got a furfy or two to tell. We do, but we've already told him Dane. So shut up. <laughs> <laughs> So fuck we, off. We did have a furby. <laughs> That's right. All right, boys. We'll catch you later. No worries. Farewell. Au revoir.
Kraken Furfies is lovingly crafted and recorded in the southeast of South Australia. The show is produced and hosted by me, Drew Agnew, and my co-hosts are Ash Wallace, Daniel Treadray, and Thomas McRobert. If you enjoy my work here as well as on my other podcasts, The House of Mario, Encore at The House of Mario, and A Drew Story, help spread the word by sharing us with a mate or leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you would like to show further support and help me achieve my goal of freeing up one working day a week to spend more time refining and creating podcasts, please consider checking out patreon.com slash idruby where for only $1, you get access to my secret recordings where I share everything behind the scenes. A big thank you to the legend DJ for supporting the content at the podcast producer level on Patreon. From the bottom of my heart, thank you.